Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Mystical Motherhood Podcast. This is Pritam Atma, author of Alchemy of Becoming Fertile and Mystical Motherhood, all available on Amazon and on my website, Mystical Motherhood. And today I am dedicating this podcast. It's a solo podcast, and I'm spending a lot of time talking about the heart opening process because I believe it will give you some clarity on the level of chaos that's happening in the world and to understand how going into your heart is the real and the only way to to navigate the the level of fear that's trying to take you out of it. So in my book, Alchemy of Becoming, I go through the stages of the heart opening process and I talk about the letting go of the story. And the story is the identification with um, something in your life, like a pain or a fear or a partner or something that's consistently playing out. And there'll be a main story and then you'll have other little stories from that, brothers and sisters that come off of that painful story that keeps playing out in your life and separating you from your heart and from your your Christ consciousness and from who you really are. So once you let go of the parts of yourself that are identified with this outside story, who are you? You have to find that out and you will be a more peaceful and loving person when you do so. I have found that the people recently are playing out very chaotic stories in their life in, in general on around the planet and personally. And in order to navigate this, we have to find a new frequency. And that frequency is based in the heart. And that's how we're going to change this world. I did my best in this podcast to take you through these steps of transformation. If you have any questions, reach out to me at www.mysticalmotherhood.com or on Instagram at mysticalmotherhood. Enjoy and have a good week. I wanted to take a significant amount of time in this podcast to go over the heart opening process as documented from my book, Alchemy of Becoming. Again, I've talked about it in various podcasts, and I've brought on people who are going through it to give you a reference point of what happens when you are going from the mind to the heart to the mind to the heart, and you're letting go of your chaotic story. And it's so important right now, because I've had so many recent, um, I guess, women enter my clinic, and women come to me that are in this chaos. They're in this story. They're in the story that's yearning for love or yearning for something or yearning for something outside of themselves. And their mind is in in complete um, chaos and they can't see. They can't see the reality how it is. And that's how the world is right now. And so there's this massive chaos going on on an outer story. And then within all of our lives, if you're not in your heart center, there's going to be more and more chaotic moments or things that take you out of yourself, that bring you out of peace. Anything that is darkness on this planet right now is something that brings you to your mind. And so let me give you a reference point. Most of the time you're in your mind all the time. And in your mind is what what I, what I describe as you're always doing, you're always going, you're always thinking that something else you know has to be done. You have to do in order to succeed, you have to be successful, you have to constantly be checking things off a list. There's never downtime. There's never peace. There's never doing nothing. Because doing nothing is scary. Doing nothing means that you're not accomplishing, that you're not, you know, like something might be something must be wrong if you're you're calm and you're doing nothing. It's actually the opposite. And that doing nothing and getting into your body 
and feeling your body and going through the feelings is what actually brings you to the present moment when you're not in the past or the future. And I know that there's a lot of people out there and there's a lot of different methods, even that I have done, but most of the methods on this planet are mind-based methods. They're, They're methods of meditation or spiritual practice that bring you back into the mind. So it's just redirecting the mind. So it's redirecting from the mind from something that may be painful or hurtful to putting it into something that, you know, seems a little bit better at the time, but it's not actually getting you out of your mind story and dropping you into the heart. In order to get into the heart, you actually have to go through the feelings and the emotions that block the heart from opening and block the heart from experiencing the bliss that is around you at all time, which would Jesus would call heaven on earth. You have to become a child again in that feeling of nothing matters. I'm moving to the next thing, to the next thing, to the next things. And I'm totally trusting and surrendering into something bigger than myself. So there's a lot of opportunities on this planet right now to go through this heart opening process. The only way that you're going to feel peace on the planet moving forward is if you move into the heart. There's nothing else. The The news is going to get crazier. The stories are going to get wilder. The control is going to be more. The chaos within your life will bring up the things that need to get you centered again. So whatever story is playing out in your life right now, it's probably linked back to something from the past or one of your biggest fears. And it's looping in your life as um, a story to keep you in the mind's control mechanism, right? So if you look at a story, you can kind of imagine the mind story. uh, It's like an entity of itself. And it's a subconscious belief system or a programming or a conditioning from your childhood or from your past that that's constantly playing out in different forms in your life. And And it literally is like, it's like a cancer growing within your mind. And if you take it outside of your mind, if you actually energetically take it outside of your mind and look at it from two or three different ways, there's always a different way to look at the story. There's a different way it can play out. There's a different way it can uh, manifest. It's a different way you can actually look at it. Sometimes it can even be positive. You You can look at it from a positive view, and then you can turn around and look at it from a negative view. And because you can do this, because it's so functional and almost alive in itself, these ridiculous stories we play out. And I'll give you some examples. Um, you, we know they're not real and we know that they're malleable and we know that if, if, because of they're so malleable and because there's no, there's no truth to it, the truth is just what you're creating in the moment. They're not, they can go away and they can come back, but because that, then they're not real. So And either is all of the things we do in our life constantly, the doing, what does it lead to? Like, you know, for example, we we spent years studying and a good example is if you're going to school and you're constantly studying to get an A and then you never use that information later, or you're working super, super hard for a job and then you recognize like, what, what what am I doing this for? Another form of like this massive doing, which is part of your story of, you know, whatever of like success maybe would be, you know, I heard a lot of women come to me later in life and been, and say like, I've missed my entire children's parenthood, even though I was a, I was a stay at home mother 
and I was with them all the time, I missed their childhood because I was always somewhere different. I was never with them. I was never present in the moment. I was always worrying about my story. My story always won out. So the story could be, you know, it's it's usually based on lower frequency emotions and there's a feeling to those. So it's like loneliness, depression, abandonment, um, chaos, just different feelings. That it's like a base frequency. And so when your base frequency is at that, though you think it's somewhere different, it's really low. And at that, you're going to attract that in your life in order to heal it, in order to see parts of it. And so there'll be moments you're in your heart as you go through the heart opening process. Um, and when you're in your heart, you'll feel like peaceful, calm, kind of like when you're at a calm lake or you feel the breeze going through the trees, or you have a moment in yoga or whatever that you're like, wow, that's amazing. And if you're not used to that base feeling of peace, and there's very little peace on the planet right now, so who is? Like if you turn on the news, that is the example of the story. It's the fear-based experience where you're kind of like on edge, but none of it's actually real. Like none of it's actually happening in your day-to-day life, but yet it's existing somewhere. So you think it, it, it is you. So when you're opening your heart, the story becomes bigger in your face. And then you go to so the story, you know, your mind will just unwind and it'll become so chaotic and you're trying to work through it. And then you'll have moments of peace. You get into your heart and then you go to your head again and you go to your heart again and you go to your head again. And that's the part of the heart opening process. You have to go through the feelings and you have to identify your story. And when you're in your heart, you'll feel peace. And when you're in your head, you'll feel nuts. And then I describe that in my book as you'll almost feel like you're bipolar as you're going through this deep process, which may take you 10 years. It may take you, uh, you know, one year. It depends on how fast your consciousness moves and how much help you have as you're moving along the process. So, and when you're in it, if somebody finally tells you you're going through it, you might feel less nuts about it. Oh, my heart's, you know, I'm feeling all my past. I'm seeing my story. This is why this is playing out. If I know where I am in the heart opening process, which is what Alchemy of Becoming is all about, I know that I can move to the next step and I'm progressing. And this is all making me actually into a better person as I let go of the feelings, the emotions, the desires, the identity that keeps me away from my heart and my center and that level of Christ consciousness that's needed on the planet right now. In my last podcast, I took some time to to briefly go over how important it is for women on the planet to move into their heart. And my work with Mystical Motherhood moving forward is going to be more and more about getting women into their heart. And as it develops, which I'm sure it will as I move forward in the years, um, I would love to hear how everyone's story is, is developing, but also I'll find a way to help more people get there. And there are lots of resources I know now, um, and I'll list them at the end. But Right now, as I as I all, I all I know is as we're starting this process on the planet, people are going to be mostly in their mind, and that's the chaos. And so, what is the mind? The mind is the doing. The mind is the greed. The mind is the need to constantly have things outside of ourselves. The mind needs more. 
the mind is never happy with where it's at. It, it always, you know, gets to a place in the in life where, let's say, you get the house. Let's say you get the um, you get the house. You get the job. You get the kids. You get the car. You get the thing, and then you're still not happy, right? There may be real reasons for that, but sometimes it's the mind story playing out. Like I need more to be happy. I I'm not. I can't be in peace within myself, right? So the mind is also very male. And, and because women are quite male on the planet and we have thought, you know, in order to gain our power back, we thought that becoming more male would give us more power, but our power actually lies within the heart center, within the being, within the less doing, within the presence, within the nature of things, which it doesn't have to do so much. It doesn't have to make so much. It doesn't need more to be happy. It is happy within the motherhood. It's happy within the cooking and the playing and the joy and the ocean and the colors and the decorating and all the things that we all love at that base level. And I'm not saying it's not, you know, women aren't happy within their work, but most of us don't know what that work is yet. And because of that, we're maybe we're stuck in the motherhood process and we're really, really, you know, we feel frustrated and upset because we haven't found our calling and we don't know what our calling is because we're not in our heart center. We're connected to the story of our mind. And it is only through our heart center that that destiny really unfolds and we see what that is, which your destiny, uh, as you get into your heart and become more peaceful within yourself, you may find that your destiny is just being a mother. You may find that your destiny is volunteering at this local place that is like so important to you and you're helping so many lives. But no matter what your destiny is, it, it, it no longer is about yourself. It is no longer, there's no joy in your chaos of your own world. And there's no joy in um, the chaos of your story that's keeping you away from your heart center. And a lot of people think out there... Um, there, I have found more and more that there's a lot of spiritual leaders that take people on their journeys, but haven't really been through the journey themselves. And because of that, they're teaching from a level that isn't so pure. And you, and as, as I've gone through my own various spiritual journeys, I have found that spirituality, the doing in the spirituality, the doing that we have to like the doing people say, Oh, you have to do this practice to get there. Sometimes we do have to do those practices to raise our frequency enough, but oftentimes that's just another mind game. It's another meditation that gets you into the mind or, you know, it's not real spirituality. Real spirituality is more, it's, it's less, it's more feeling, it's more body-based, it's more nature-based, it's it's in the nothingness, it's in the emptiness. And yes, you may have to go through that process to empty yourself, but it feels in the end, it's in the nothing. And so in my book, Alchemy Becoming, I talk about these stages of awakening. And it's so important for what's happening on the planet right now to give everyone a guide to what to expect as you go through it on an internal scale and on an external scale. And I broke these stages down using um, the Emerald Tablet. The Emerald Tablet is a technology brought to Earth from Egypt. Egypt, the Egyptians, 
their biggest spiritual, one of their biggest spiritual understandings was how light can your heart become? And that means how many things can you let go of in your life to truly connect to spirit and into that Christ consciousness? And that Christ consciousness is a crystal of energy. What that is, what what is Christ? Christ is a crystal. It's an energetic field. And when you're in your heart, your energetic field is much bigger. When you're in your mind, it's a very low frequency of fear-based issues. So this process of the Emerald Tablet of breaking into the heart is what raises your energetic fields to, to get there because you're breaking apart the mind-based programming and conditioning that you have grown up with that is specific to you and specific to society to get into that heart center. And right now, the darkness on the planet is trying to do everything to get you in your mind. Because in the mind, they have control over you. And in your mind, without sovereignty over your thoughts and over your belief systems and over your body and over yourself, um, you'll, go nut- you'll go crazy. You'll go nuts. So they know that. And the, so the only way to escape what's happening right now is to go deeper into being, not so much into the doing. So the first stage of this awakening, which I've talked about in other podcasts, is called calcination. And this stage, it breaks down the attachment to the material world. So in this stage, you, something big usually comes into your life that just destroys you, right? It, it, it's the divorce. It's the, it is a massive event. It's COVID. Whatever it is, your biggest fear blows in your face. Your biggest fear. And then as a result of that, you, you kind of come out of it of, as who am I? Who am I? Like, who am I? If I'm not this, if, I, if I'm not who I thought I, if I'm not like, it could be like, maybe you're a spiritual teacher and all of a sudden all your students despise you. Or maybe you are um, married and you get divorced and you've always been identified with being married. Or maybe you were super healthy and then you thought you were healthy and, and something comes along in your Ill, in, in illness in your body. It's something that blows your belief systems out of the water, and you have to really understand who you are through that. It could be finding out, you know, your father was a rapist, or it it blows you away. Like, holy shit, I didn't know this was possible. And it it begins to burn a fire within you. And that's the element of fire, which I talk about in all in my two books, Fertile and alchemy becoming. The fire begins to burn away the old constructs and belief systems that hold you back and box you in in life. So as the mind is break the mind is so imagine the mind as a hard rock. You have to take it through all the elements to really really to to take that story and make it malleable, right? You have to break that story down and you have to use the elements because that's the strongest force that we have on this planet. Then as the fire begins to burn away these huge belief systems, burn away the parts of your life that you thought were real, that you thought were important, and this is usually based on money, it's based on you know houses, it's based on greed, it's based on huge identification structures that are usually connected to society. And once you realize that you, you were, don't once you realize how like stupid you were, basically, and how silly you were, and you begin to see that nothing you thought was real was real. So maybe maybe it's that you're married and your husband was cheating on you, and you thought you guys were a good couple. Like you had made a delusion in your head that was so strong, 
you're like, oh, we're the greatest couple. And then you find out he, he was cheating on you the whole time. Or maybe you um, thought your job was so secure and then you were fired. Or maybe you wanted a baby so bad and then you got the baby and you're miserable. Well, you were not happy the whole time. You just weren't conscious of it. So once you have this level of a shock in your life, and that's really what's required is a huge shock to the system to shake the rock up, you begin to, the rock begins to just a little crumble a little bit. Imagine that. And so that means that you, you become conscious of things you were unaware of. And so it's like, you're living a life that's not real. You're living, you're living from an identity that wasn't true. And so and that's always true with the spiritual, you know, spiritual spirituality is like, it's like letting go of part. You thought you were this persona. You thought you were this person. And then you're like, I'm not, I don't even like that. Or that's not me at all. But it's, it's because everything was based off of your conditioning and your subconscious thought forms. So you have to go deep into the emotional parts of yourself that even believe this and you and it's all the unresolved wounds. So as you go through the next phase of the heart opening process, you go through disillusion and it's the it's the heavy feelings, the wounds of the heart, all these different experiences that need to be rele- released and you'll cry. It is a really really heavy heavy part of the heart opening process. I mean, it's like I had no idea my life was that crazy. I had no idea it was so lonely. I had no idea like you've always been lonely. Or you've always, you know, you've always had issues like these issues, but you weren't aware of them. And so when you become aware of them, you have to feel them and you have to feel them on such a deep level that you, it, it, it's like, it feels profound. Like, do I have depression? Do I have this? Like what's going on? Um, and a lot of people are at that level right now. They're just barely like understanding. So they can't, and then they'll go back to living a normal life and then they'll go back into this depression. And it's like all the unconscious parts of your life. So maybe if you were sexually abused, you have to look at that story. Maybe if you were, um, you know, you're having a bulimia or you have fear issues, all these different things, right? So then you begin, as you as you move out of the dissolution, you begin to go into the phase of separation. And this is, is when you take a real intimate look at your personality and, and the conditioning from your past. And you have to be, begin to build a new persona or a, a, identify yourself as something different. So you have to separate yourself out from who you were before. And that separation process is like, well, who am I now if, I, if I'm no longer that person? So let's say you get a divorce and you identified as being a wife in this particular house. Well, as you find out who you are, who are you? Who are you if you're working? Who are you if you're a single mom? Who are you if you're dating? Who are you? Or let's say you, you know, you find out that your father was a convicted murderer. Well, you always thought, who are you with a father that's a convicted murderer? Like now, if you don't have the identity of like a father that's this, or there's so many examples I can give you. Or... If you're finally getting, like, let's say you're a mom and you're a stay-at-home mom and you got the house, you got the the life you wanted, you got everything, and then you thought this is what you wanted, right? And then you realize, like, well, this isn't, ha- I'm not happy still. Well, who are you? Like, what you were you basing your happiness based on what your family programmed you th- to teach you that happiness was. 
So as you find out, like if you take, as you take away the conditioning from your past, you have to, you know, take, that's a persona. That's, it's not even who you are. Like you actually, if you took away all your conditioning, you may be happy um, as a farmer. Like you may be that, and that's your true calling. And what your true calling may be like, I like to grow this is such a funny example. Like I like to grow tomatoes and be in nature by a farm. That may actually be what your heart's desire is, but your life has been living, been lived out from the programming of your mind. And as a result of that, you're contributing to the chaos of the world. And you're also not happy in that chaos because it's not who you really are. So you have to integrate you have to begin the process of integration and separating out this old identifications and these old wounds and these old parts of yourself that no longer are in the new version of who you are. So the separation is is done by you know the element air and in that process it's like physical, emotional and mental things will quickly be taken away. And you begin to release your old ways of being. So you begin to consciously review the unconscious parts of your dis- of yourself and decide what to release. And so specifically in this stage, you'll release phobias. So phobias are obsessions, are attachments, are you know specific parts of your life, or neurotic tendencies. And neurotic tendencies are so broad. And that may be like the need to constantly be doing the anxious part of yourself that's never happy. It's the part that's constantly cleaning or the part that um, needs to run your kids around all over. And um, I don't know, it's, it's broad. Then you'll move into the conjunction stage. And each parts of these stages, each, you could be in these stages for years. You could be in them for months. It depends on your consciousness and how much you have to let go of. So the conjunction is the phase where you merge the conscious and the unconscious parts of yourself. So that means it's the it's the element earth comes into balance here and you begin to build a new reality. So cuz in the old in the in separation phase you were taking away the parts of yourself that weren't really you. They weren't really like, "Oh, I actually didn't like being a stay-at-home mom" or "I actually didn't like working." I really want to be with my kids more. You didn't even know that until you begin to know who you are. You're just basically running your life off the program. So then when you say, oh, well, I really want to be with my kids more, you know, and maybe I want to like cut back on work. Maybe I want to cut back on spending. And so then I can make that part of my heart happy. And that part of my heart that wants to be in being with my children, I, I want to focus on that instead of the part of me that needs to keep going, Right. So you 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 can you can join you you or that's not a word. You go into the conjunction stage and you experience the world in, in a more stable and balanced way. So the conjunction stage, you may um, build a little business at home. You may it's it, the integration of the new the new you. It is maybe you buy some home a home somewhere and you kind of lay down roots as you're moving into your new life or. Or you get a new job that's more of who you are. It's examples of like, it's kind of like a progression forward on the physical realm of, of maybe a house or a, a baby or it's something that you actually produce that makes you more of who you really are, not of what your programming's based off of. And as you're moving through all of these phases, I have to say, the story will continue to play out. 
And in my book, Alchemy of Becoming, I help you understand what your story is. So some people are, and what spirituality is, is really understanding your thoughts and your stories and breaking them down and seeing that none of them are real. And that's what's taking you out of your heart center. Um, all meditation is trying to do is teach you that, but it doesn't say that. It just says, you know, like, let's redirect your thoughts away from your stories. What we really want to do is just eliminate the stories. So, um, in conjunction phase, you often think that the, the process is over and most people don't even make it to the conjunction stage. Most people don't even let go of their identities at all. They keep on playing out the chaos and it's specifically hard when the world is in a chaos. The world only mirrors to you chaos. So you think that, you know, your chaos can't compare or, you know, that it's impossible to let it go because everyone else is in trauma. And, so letting that go and building a new life that's based on more peace is different and there's not a lot of examples of people doing it out there. So it's 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 you're often tested to go back into the chaos of the mind. And even as you're going through this, so if you make it to the stage of conjunction, you begin to build your new life and you begin to, you know, build based off of uh, thoughts based on love and not on the chaos, you'll get tested. And this is the... Um, Tested, tested beyond your wild, wildest beliefs. So this is the stage of fermentation and putrefaction in the, um, the Emerald Tablet. So in fermentation and putrefaction, it's a complete death of your old world. And it's really intense. So if you thought that what you went through before was intense, like the calcination stage of the fire and then the, the crying and then the separation of, you know, your identity, this is, it's almost like, you have your consciousness and your energy field has to rise to such a level, to such a profound level. And this may take many lifetimes to get to. It may happen within this lifetime because the world's moving so quickly. It is where you begin to kind of have, maybe it's in the dream world you begin to rise up, or maybe you begin to go into these higher spiritual practices. Maybe you feel the heart center more often in it is, it is the death of your old story almost completely. And in order for that old story to completely die, it has to come back into your life. So say your story is based on abandonment. There'll be something that comes in that tests your, your, how well you're doing on being abandoned. If it's a story about the male, you'll have another partner come in that'll test you. Um, and these tests will consistently come back until you leave the mind story around it until you're really ready to let go and grip on the attachment of this material realm of this story that will play out. Um, it's not fun. It's very irritating. It's kind of painful. And you feel still like the mind to the heart, the mind to the heart. So it feels a little nutty. Like, why is the story coming back in to test me? In order for you to hold true to your new life, you, the psychological testing will bring you into that higher power, into that higher force. So that's, as you go, move through it, you'll go into distillation, which is like the stage of purification. So the agitation of the human mind, so the agitation of all of the identities, of all of the stories you hold, of all the parts that you thought were real in your life will come up for healing. And it's almost like you go back to the beginning, and, but it doesn't affect you the same way. So we all have 
you know, many stories, but we have one story that consistently plays out and it'll keep playing out in those forms. And that's the story that keeps you out of your heart. So as you move through these phases of awakening, the story will get tested in your mind and you'll be brought back into the mind. And until you identify what it is, it's, it's once you identify what the story is, you won't feel crazy as you're being tested going through the spiritual process. And eventually, eventually you'll get tested so much that you eventually make it into phases of longer peace. And that longer piece in the Emerald Tablet is called coagulation, but what it's really called is presence. And so there's authors that write on this, and some examples are like Byron Katie and um, Eckhart Tolle, uh, Wayne Dyer occasionally, but it's the no mind. It's the happiness in doing nothing. You'll get to a point where you'll see how silly the stories were, and you'll see how the stories like held you back from peace. It held you back from the presence with your children. It held you back from um, being with the right man. It held you back from being in the right job. And and they're not real. And so in the coagulation phase, it it is it's the whole in human being. It's the conscious interacting with the world from the heart level, from a level of love and it's less doing. So if you had based your whole identity on like, I mean, for me, it was always like, I was always doing, I was always writing a book. I was always, um, I was always creating. I was always, um, onto the next job, like onto my resume. I was always in the doing. And I thought that was successful. I thought that that was what I was supposed to be doing in spirituality, like more meditation, more doing, more, um, and it's not the the deepest, the purest form of spirit is in the nothing. It's in that piece of the heart that flows out. It's in the doing, it, and and from that piece, the doing arises um, from the level of the heart. So you only are doing when it's in coherence with the heart and not the mind. And in order to get there, you have to go through these processes to see. How silly the human, you know, all of our identities and all of our greed and all of what we think is important in this world isn't so important because when you die, you don't take that with you. So again, back to what it means on this planet and the power that the woman has to go into the heart center. I have seen a pattern where we think that... I don't know if it's like, I don't know if it's, I don't know if I call it the feminist movement or I don't know what it would be, but we think that success is based off of what a man has created. We are creating our lives and comparing ourselves based off what men do, right? So like, and we're going a little bit nuts doing that. So we would say a lot of people in our world would say um, success is based off of, you know, making more money, having a great job. And doing everything. So as women, we are trying to be both successful in our career and in our children with our children. If we're just at home, we're not even finding happiness in just being at home with our children and in those things because there is this weird success or doing around the planet for women and men that doing more is it creates you know, like that situation will make you happy. That situation will bring you glory. But in a reality, a lot of women feel very toxic. Like that's one of the biggest issues as women is like, we feel 
there's not there's the balance between the motherhood and the doing. Um, going into these men-based work, you know, facilities, and either you have to choose to become a man and work, you know, work in the mind and doing all that, or you feel like I'm torn and you have to leave, and then you're at home, and then you feel lost within being at home. All of that is is just not being in your heart center and being happy with who you are. So we're playing out identifications and stories based on what we think success is on a man's world. And we're taking away from ourselves. So if we were more in our heart, which we're learning what that is on the planet, and if we're more in our heart, we can bring men more in their heart. And when you're in your heart, you don't need as much. When you're heart, you can be present with your children for longer. When you're in your heart, you're happy walking the ocean because there's not as much to do. You don't need to spend more money and create a world that's actually based off of things you think you need, but you don't really make you happy in the end. So getting into the heart provides that level of a presence. It provides that joy in whatever arises, arises, and it's a place of allowing. And it's only from that place of allowing that you can be in peace in the general chaos that's happening in the world. So what's happening in the world isn't going to get better. It's going to continually get worse. And especially because the amount of information that's being blown at you, is going to come at you from so many angles. And you can't avoid it. It's always there. The only way to avoid it is to really isolate yourself and to go into nature. But in that isolation and in that nature is how you will get into the being. In the world that is this media frenzy that's happening right now that's bringing you out of your heart and into the mind, the way that the darkness is going to take out the light on this planet Darkness is, is controlling this planet at a rate of 90 to 95%. And it's trying to take out each light. So if we think of ourselves as a light army, it's trying to take out each light. What is a light worker on this planet? What's a light? Let's just say if, you're, if you think you're a light worker or I don't even know what that word means, but whatever you, th- you know, if you think you're trying to do something good for this planet and you identify yourself as, you know, if you're listening to this, you are. So how do you take out a light? You bring the light to the mind. And and what is the mind? It's the identification with fear, with greed, with ignorance, with things outside of yourself. It's not in peace. So the only way to win against the darkness right now is to be in your heart and not to get around the stories that are being created. And I'm repeating again from the beginning of this podcast. These stories are mind-based forms of almost like a cancerous growth of like a deep rock and they're your own and they're magnified on a grand scale on a mini scales of chaos. So know that you're not nuts. Know that the, the darkness is magnifying your story and you are also doing that because that's the energy of the planet. So coming out of that is, is your strength and is your power and is your light If you're confused of how to do that right now, well, you can, if you need a reference, listen to this podcast again um, and listen to my past podcast where I talk about this with other women as they're going through this heart opening process. Our power on this planet is through the Christ consciousness. It is through the power of the heart, which is this great and grand energy. If you're needing a way to get there, because of the amount of chaos on this planet right now, some of the best ways is to go into nature. 
It's going into being more often. It's going into silence more often. It's being grateful if you don't have a job and you have time. It's being grateful that you have time with your children. It's being grateful for the peace in the in the space. And it's and you'll get there more by saying, "Okay, my mind is identifying with a thought right now that isn't true." This isn't true. I can look at it from one way. I can look at it from another way. Byron Katie has great books. So I'm looking at, you know, exactly what I'm talking about right now is, is, is my thought true? And never, it's never true. So once you understand that nothing you're thinking is true, you can then begin to get to your heart more. So if you have any questions about this, please DM me on social media at mystical motherhood, right into mysticalmotherhood.com. If you're feeling agitated, like I feel like I can't do anything, like what are the resources? Well, there's there's lots of resources on my website, www.mysticalmotherhood.com. I'm really liking Joe Dispenza. He's a great resource to get you into the heart. I know I've talked about so many different resources in all these podcasts, um, but he's another great one. I have no particular... I do, I, use, I, I do love kundalini yoga because I, bring, I think it raises your energy, but... I think there's a lot of great things out there that get you into your heart that work just as well or better. And not, you know, it depends on you. But just know that everyone's going through this process. You're not alone. You'll feel a little bit crazy as you go through it. But Alchemy of Becoming, my book that's available on Amazon, is so helpful in understanding where you're at and identifying, like, okay, as I move through this stage, I'll go to the next stage and my consciousness will rise. If you need a private session with me to talk about these mind-based, you know, chaos you're going through and to see that it's a story, um, reach out to me and we can ta- I'll take you through the process that I have designed in this book. And if you need any help with conception or pregnancy or getting, you know, understanding the elements, please read my first two books, Mystical Motherhood and Fertile. There's also courses online for all of these things I speak about, um, for pregnancy and conception and the heart opening process as you become a better mother and a better woman on this planet, sending you the deepest love through the hardest times.